Welcome to the 176th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Suzanne Robb, author of the zombie novels Z-Boat, Zetopia, and Z-End. Stay tuned for the interview. The Reading and Writing Podcast is sponsored by the book-loving nerds at Riffle. Riffle is an online book community that connects readers with authors and books that they'll love. Readers use Riffle to find the next book that they want to read. And authors use Riffle to make their books stand out and drive sales. Join the Riffle community today at rifflebooks.com. That's R-I-F-F-L-E-B-O-O-K-S.com. And look for the link in the show notes as well. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Suzanne Robb, author of Z-Boat, a zombie novel published by Permuted Press. Suzanne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Great. Well, can you read the first couple of pages of Z-Boat? Uh, sure. Um, let's see. Chapter 1. Igor Ivanovich made his way to the control room, the disorientation from the loss of blood making the normally easy trek difficult. He kept getting turned around and confused. The screams, fires, and leaks didn't help. A submarine taking on water was never good. He considered fire a bad thing, too, and laughed at the irony of dying in a fire while several thousand feet below the ocean surface. Finally, he saw the door he'd been searching for. Igor pulled out his Makarov and slowly pushed the door open. He trusted no one and would shoot anything that moved, friend or not. Red flashing emergency lights made it difficult to see, the strobe-like effect playing tricks on him. He moved slowly and methodically to the communications panel. He tripped over what looked like a leg, but he couldn't be sure. He stopped being bothered at sites like that long ago when everything went to hell. A simple rescue mu mission for one of the most impressive submarines in any arsenal. They'd loaded up on supplies, and to Igor, an unusual number of scientists also joined. When they'd arrived, what they found was a floating graveyard. Igor was a simple mechanic, but he'd heard the stories. He'd even seen some of the abominations when they sent his team over to work on the engines of the other sub. One look, and he knew there was nothing to be done. It had, to be dis it had been disabled on purpose. Something had set out the bait for them to come. The first time Igor heard one of them, he cried out for the others to come help. Finally, a survivor after the tra trail of eviscerated bodies, but he'd been wrong. An emaciated corpse lay behind one of the engines, half-eaten, trying to snap its mouth at them. One of the men who answered his call beat the thing's head in with a wrench. When nothing but a pulpy dark mess remained, he moved on. Igor followed the man as he moved forward, crushing anything he came across. Igor told them to say nothing, that it would be their secret. Hopefully their captain would call them back aboard when he learned there was only danger and no one and nothing to salvage. When the captain ordered him to oversee a small group of people to transport the things to their sub, Igor almost disobeyed orders until he remembered they would kill his family for his indiscretion. Igor remained quiet and did as told. More and more of the corpses were found, and unknown to the rest of the crew, their lives likely to end horribly as well. No longer a safe place, the peacemaker was now a floating lab, studying decayed things that still moved for reasons unknown. Several days later, a number of crew members went missing, only to be discovered in partial bits or attacking others, and every man for himself mentality kicked in, and within hours, most of the crew succumbed to whatever it was these things had brought with them. Igor lasted as long as he could, but hunger and injury had taken their toll. He forced his mind back to the present. 
Dimitri Kruger sat at the guidance control, his face half-eaten in a bloody socket with strands of rotten flesh where his arm used to be. On reflex, Igor fired a shot directly into Dimitri's head. The body jerked forward and then fell to the floor. They had been best friends since elementary school. Igor moved on without a second thought. He needed to reach the communications panel. The others needed to be warned. Nothing could be done to save his shipmates, but at least he could spare others from this fate. He could tell them to stop the research. The substance they discovered wasn't what they thought it was. A scream pierced the eerie quiet of the control room. Igor halted. The pounding of his heart throbbed in his head, the rapid flow of blood making him woozy. The scream stopped, and only the sounds of the, and the only remaining sounds were the moans of the things on board. Shaking off the memory lapse, he began to move forward. He felt something watching him and glanced around the room to find the source of his unease. Dimitri's eyes remained open, staring at him. Do you want- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good stopping point. Okay. So, so if if someone listening hasn't heard about Z Boat yet, how would you describe your novel? Um, well, I'm using the tagline of uh, "Zombies on a Submarine" right now because that is the best way for for me if if I had to summarize it. Gotcha. But but there's a lot of other elements like uh, there's a lot of uh, character development and tension that builds up in the the beginning and middle of the book as. Uh, People don't know who they can. Tr- they don't know what they're doing, obviously, because uh, this horrible thing happened, and they get tidbits of information, and so there's just a, a growing tension that builds and kind of explodes at the end of the book. Gotcha. So, so what sparked the idea for Z Boat? Have you always been a zombie fan? No, I actually haven't. I saw Night of the Living Dead when I was a child, and as a result, zombies terrified me. <laughs> And um, I I really avoided the movies. I didn't read any books about it. And it wasn't until about 10 years ago, I was watching a movie and it was on a submarine and there was a a nuclear reactor was uh, leaking. It's a Harrison Ford movie. I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. And it's it's a beautiful scene. It's got this blue light and there's uh, opera music playing. And it just really struck me like this horrible, horrible event with this beautiful scene. And it stuck with me. And a few days later, someone convinced me to watch a zombie movie. And that scene was still in my head. And I I kept thinking about it watching this zombie movie because it was like a a plot of a majority of zombie movies. Something goes bad in a lab. People start dying. People start reanimating. They're zombies. And, you know, they always have this this escape that I I don't understand. Like, get in a car, go drive, run. And I thought of the submarine and I said, wow, you know, what if you couldn't run? If that wasn't an option, if there was no car, if there was no staircase, no attic, there was absolutely no place to hide and you were forced to deal with the zombies at hand. Like you did not have the option of running. And so those two ideas, it kind of cemented together in my head. And it took several years for me to actually think, you know, well, maybe it could make a good book because one of my friends convinced me to, to, to do it. And uh, and Z-Boat is the result of that. <laughs> That's great. Well, is Z-Boat the first novel you've written or had you written others before? Um, it's the first novel I wrote, yes. Um, I Before, I, I've done a lot of short stories, um, a lot of uh, random, uh, like creative nonfiction. I like writing stuff like that for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like an actual novel, uh, Z-Boat's the first and 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 what um can you tell me a little bit about your your you know history with fiction what what originally um motivated you to write short stories and 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 kind of um pursue writing um when i was a little kid i loved to read 
I adored reading. And I lived out in the country, farm country, and I think we got two channels. One was like the farm report, one was a weather channel, and one was news. So I really didn't uh, watch a whole lot of TV. And reading was my only escape. And because of where I lived, you know, you read the same books over and over. So I don't know if I was a dorky child, but um, I would actually write little books like for my friends and I when we would get together and I'd write books for us to read. And uh, that just kind of stayed with me. It'd be little short stories or, you know, I'd see something I would think was funny with animals and, you know, I'd, I'd make a story about it. And I really kind of kept up with that and writing ideas down. And then once I got into college, I stopped, unfortunately. But as soon as I got out of college, uh, a couple of my teachers, you know, they approached me and they said, you know, uh, some of the essays we get, you know, uh, they were very creative from you. They were fun to read and, you know, hope you do something with that. And so I kind of said, oh, well, you know, maybe they say this to everybody. And um, then I ran into someone who is a writer and I told him about, you know, just a couple ideas I had. And, and he told me, he says, you know what, you you should really just put some of these on paper and see what happens. And so maybe 10 years ago, I started doing uh, these like nonfiction stories just for fun to it was to cheer up someone I was dating, you know, when they had a bad day. It was like, OK, here's a fun story, you know, read it. It's an embarrassing moment of my life, and you know, didn't mind sharing it with them. And, uh, and that actually kind of got the writing bug going in me and, and I continued with it. And then it turned into fiction when one of my friends said, you know, some of these ideas you have would be a really great fit for this anthology or that anthology. And until that point, I didn't even know what an anthology was. I was, I had no idea. I was like, what are you even talking about? And, uh, he showed me about this and he showed me the forums and the anthology calls. And so I had to learn all about, you know, guidelines and, uh, how to format and do this, that, and the other. But, uh, I loved it because, you know, they would say, this is what it's about, but you got to be creative, you know, and, and that's what I love most about it is kind of thinking outside the box. And, uh, and that's what sparked my interest. That's great. So when you finished writing Z-Boat, what, what was the path to publication once you finished the book? Uh, honestly, it was a nightmare. <laughs> um, you know, like I finished the book, I felt so accomplished. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm an author here. Or someone publish it and it doesn't work that way. And uh, I, I did find a publisher. They really wanted it. They thought that it was a, a very good idea that hadn't been done before. Unfortunately, that publisher, uh, they kind of bit off more than they could chew and there was just a lot of problems and they ended up closing down about three months after Z-Boat was put out and I had to get the rights back. And then I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Because now they're calling it a reprint, you know, even though it had only been out for a few months. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I completely revamped it. I rewrote it. Um, I added in characters. I altered the ending just a little bit. Um, I added about 15 or 16,000 words to kind of, give more meat to the to tension and the, the ending scene because I know people like their zombies and uh, it was to me it felt like a much different book a much more professional book and I was contacted by Permitted Press actually um, Jacob sent me an email asking if uh, Z-Boat was available and I said yeah you know of course and uh, he said that he wanted to have it and I was completely floored because you know Permitted Press is uh it's the press everybody wants to go to if they have a zombie novel. And I honestly didn't think I was even remotely good enough. And so to have them contact me, it was a, it was a very, very happy moment in my life. That's great. And since then, it's been a total, total ease with the publishing thing. 
That's that's wonderful. So have you written sequels to Z-Boat? Yeah, there are. There are two sequels. Uh, the second one actually comes out later this month. It's called Zetopia. And the third one is called Z-End, and that comes out, I believe, they're, they're scheduling it for sometime in August. Gotcha. And will, will Zetopia, will that take you off the submarine, or will, you, will it still be set on the submarine? No, Zetopia is going to take you off the submarine about uh, two weeks after the initial outbreak, and it's going to be uh, kind of like the play on names like Z-Boat. It's a play on U-Boat, because it takes place on a submarine. Zetopia is a play on Utopia. Right. It's kind of like a, the, the main character from Z-Boat. She's going to realize that the world that she left a few weeks prior is no longer exists. And it's this kind of uh, chaotic zombie utopia where uh, the people in charge refuse to admit that they've lost control. And so there's lots of infighting and uh, a lot of politics where people are trying to wrestle control of countries from others, not realizing the, the true severity of what's coming along with these zombies. That sounds very interesting. So were you already planning those sequels when you were uh, riding Z-Boat or, or did it, it, it did it kind of um, uh, did the ideas come to you as you were working on, on Z-Boat? Um, after I wrote Z-Boat, I had pretty much wanted it to I thought it would be like a standalone novel. But uh, even the even though it was only out for about three months, it got such an enormous response that I must have gotten probably a hundred different emails from various people who had read it asking me when the next one was going to come out. And I, I honestly didn't think it was going to have that much of an effect, but people, they just, they, they really liked the main character and the concept. And so I started thinking, okay, well, if I, I can't do this on a submarine again, you know, I've got to do something new. So I took it above land and instead of having um, the typical zombie outbreak where, you know, there's just these hordes of undead. Um, I, I, my zombies are a little bit different, and I, I made the enemy all, all around people. It's your friend, it's your enemy, it's your neighbor, it's the politicians, it's the government, it's the police on top of the zombies. Like you, There's no one you can really trust. And um, I kind of had a lot of fun doing that because you never it, – It's uh, in Zootopia, you don't know who you can trust. And at the very end, there's uh, another twist like with Z-Boat. And um, I kind of enjoyed doing that. And the, and that's what motivated me with Z-End. I was like, okay, I want to finish this. I want this to end the series. But I kind of wanted the book to go full circle, the series. Mm-hmm. And so Z end, it starts out on land, but it goes back to the very, at the very end of the book, you're back on the submarine. And so the whole scenario comes full circle. That's interesting. So what are you working on now? What are you writing? Um, well, I've got uh, three different novels. The one I just finished now, it's a science fiction cryo sleep book. Uh, the, the premise is... Um, the world's population, it gets to be too much. So as a solution, they put human beings into cryosleep and you have to serve like a 10-year sentence. And when it comes up, you have to work for a specific amount of time and then you go back into cryosleep. And as, as soon as you've kind of worked off your time, you're allowed to go above ground onto the earth where it's been uh, – talked up by everybody that's your boss saying it's wonderful there's beaches there's blue sky there's this that and the other and uh nothing is really quite as it seems like uh, i 
I invented an illness, I call it cryopsychosis, and, you know, people that have gone through this process a few too many times, they kind of lose their minds and go crazy, and the main character, he's one of those people, he's on his uh, 10th rotation, and he doesn't know if he's being paranoid or or if he's really seeing what he's seeing. And so I, I had a lot of fun with that. And again, I got to, I'm not going to spoil the twist because sure. I really like the twist at the end of the book, but um, that was a lot of fun to write too. That's great. That's great. So what, what books or writers have you read in the last year or so that impressed you and that you would recommend? Um, let's see. Uh, I, I read um, Silver Linings Playbook by Matthew Quick. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed that book. Um, another one. Uh, I read Warm Bodies by Isaac Marion, and I liked that one a lot. Um, I read uh, Wool by Hugh Howey, gotcha. and I thought that was a great book. Um, Sacre Blue by Christopher Moore, but I'm a huge Christopher Moore fan. <laughs> gotcha. So, so what what writers? Um, not necessarily in the last year, but what writers? Uh, are kind of inspirations for you if you if you're having a bad day of writing or just want to um, that you kind of go back to over and over. Who are some of those writers or books? Christopher Moore, Jasper Ford, Gregory Maguire, and yeah, I would have to say those three for okay. sure. Those are Great. my top three. Great. Well, well, given your given your success to date with with Z Boat and the short stories that you've had published, what advice would you have for aspiring writers who may be listening who would want to have their own work published? Um, I I have a lot of people message me and say, oh, you know, I I, I write in my free time. You know, I I think I could be a writer, and it's it's one. I think the most important thing is if you want to be a writer, write, get that idea that you have, get it onto paper. And buy books on editing because I think that's the one problem when I do beta reading or proofreading for people. The biggest problem I see is grammatical spelling errors, um, just really random things that an aspiring writer doesn't understand that an agent or a publisher, if they see that on the first page, they're they're not going to bother continuing to read. So my advice is get that idea onto paper and by elements of style, read it, learn your grammar, learn your prose, and read a lot of books. You know, um, just fill your head with as many different writers, as many different genres as you possibly can, because it'll help you in the long run. That's great advice. Well, where can people find you online if they're interested in learning more about you? Um, well, my website, it's uh, SuzanneRobb.com. And I'm on Twitter at uh, at srob76, and uh, I'm on Pinterest. It's uh, srob76 again, and I'm on Google Plus as Suzanne Rob, and uh, I have a Facebook author page. Great, and I'll I'll have links to those in the show notes as well that people can check out. Well, again, we've been speaking with Suzanne Rob, author of the horror novel Z Boat. Z Boat is available now in bookstores or as an ebook, so go buy a copy. And Suzanne, thanks for doing this interview. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Great. Thanks a lot.